Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Dave. And we're the hosts of the Chasing Tomorrow podcast, where we bring you stories that delve into the science and spirit behind intriguing people doing extraordinary things. Welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast. This week, it's episode 98. On this week's episode, it's just me and Joe. We're going to be giving everybody an update on where things are going to be going into the spring when it comes to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast, what to look forward to, um, our schedule. We're going to be giving me an, uh, giving you all an update about my preparations going into the Trans-Canadian Speed Record attempt coming up only on May 15th, uh, coming up in no time. And I'm feeling pretty excited and can't wait to tell you all about my training and my mental strategies and on and so forth, all those things. Joe, uh, only two days before I start running cross Canada, he's going to be running the absolute vicious, cruel jewel, which is 106 miles, 33,000 feet of elevation, um, May 13th. I just can't wait to hear how all that goes, Joe. This is going to be incredible. And uh, how are you doing, Joe? Oh, good. Yeah, I, you know, I have this sort of envy of your adventure coming up, like probably a lot mm. of us do. None of us really capable, but all of us envious of the idea of going after a record of spending all that time running across Canada, being able to experience it. So uh, fanboy here, uh, loving <laughs> the idea of what you're setting out to do. So yeah, I'd love to, you know, hear like, you know, you're in the taper, you've been doing a lot of stuff to get ready. It's, you know, we talked to Mike and Pete last week, it sounded like Mike was in frenetic pace you know, like, yes. oh my God, so much to do. How do you feel about 10 days away and you're going to start? Like, Well, yeah, yeah. So like, I understand where Mike is coming from because, and I had tried this again in 2018 and, and like mirroring what Mike was saying, stopping your life, pausing your life is a lot of work. Yeah. You know, I've got three kids. I've got a, a career. I've got a life. Um, you know, there's all this work to do. And then, but at the same time, all you can think of is one thing, and that's this big goal, this big ominous thing that's, that, that's lying in front of you. So, yeah, I'm running a lot less, which gives me a little bit more time in order to mm. kind of close out my life. But, yeah, it turns out closing out your life is, is a lot more work than, than what meets the eye uh, when it comes to, 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 to flying out across the country. It's an eight-hour flight to get to Newfoundland. From, <laughs> I'm, I don't even live, I don't even live on the, on the West coast. It's, it's incredible how big this country is. Right. And yeah. So my, my taper right now looks pretty average. I'm running about a hundred kilometers at 60 miles or so a week. Um, I feel restless. I feel like, okay, I want to go out and do something big and hard. Um, yeah. You right now, even Joe tonight, um, you, you're 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 going to be crewing me from Thunder Bay to to Winnipeg. Um, we're going to be having a, a crew meeting with my sports psychologist, and, and my sports psychologist is going to be giving you and and all the other crew members kind of a bit of insight and and uh, presentation on what to expect, um, what we've been working on when it comes to these mental strategies and these mindset opportunities. Um, and I know you, Joe, and others on the call. I mean, you guys are you know ultra runners yourself i mean hell you're running cruel jewel and cruel jewel in in what seven eight days and you know it's i don't know everything that you learn about ultra running and mindset is transferable with the next event that you do would, would you would you tend to agree yeah 
yeah, I actually going to benefit from today, you know, in listening in, uh, you know, so much of these, uh, I thought it was, was it Matt who said this a couple of weeks ago, or I can't remember, but, you know, they said that, you know, going, continuing on and quitting, they're, they're both difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, but I think that, that what I took away, and I really like that one, is that how do you reconcile them? Like that's the piece right. that's interesting. Right. That's where the mindset is. It's not about whether they're both difficult, because sure, okay, it's going to be hard to keep going and it's mm-hmm. hard to quit, but you have to find a mechanism in your mindset. And so, you know, as I was thinking about the cruel jewel, my power for that one's coming from the 300 mile expedition race I did, which was 70 hours, you know, that miserable 15 hours in the canoe, you know, knowing mm-hmm. that. <laughs> it was like really hard. All I kept wanting to do is run. Now this thing is just going to be a lot of up and down. And, you know, for me, because I'm not trying to break a record or be in the top pack, it's a lot about just saying, okay, well, you're going to be out there for a while. Yes. You know, what's interesting for this one, Dave, is I have no crew. Um, wow. I'm doing it solo. And yeah. so there's a lot additional pressure that comes on to, okay, I have to, really pre-plan, get the drop bags set up. You know, you're going to be out there for a long time. It could go from cold to warm. It could rain, you know. And there's a lot of people who drop out of this race because it just gets wicked. So, uh, so yeah, the mindset for me right now, because as we all know, as you get closer to a race, there isn't anywhere to do other than try and stay healthy. We're not going to get more mitochondria built that's going to help us cope. Right, right. So yeah, it's just it, it is what it is. Attitude. And that part we got a lot of control over, right? Oh, yeah, no, no question. You know, that attitude piece, you know, you know, you know, just the not necessarily, you know, the attitude that you're bringing in. It's also the attitude that when things go pear-shaped out there. Yeah. It's what's your default? Where do you where do you tend to go back to? You know, there are always there's always that saying, you know, uh, you know, plan the run, run the plan, but don't fall in love with the plan. Yeah. And yeah. it's so true. You know, you have to organize a plan a strategy in order to get out of those those ruts um because inevitably they will happen i mean you don't run 106 miles over 33,000 feet of elevation without falling into deep crevasses um that you need to claw your way out of somehow and if 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 you don't have a couple pre-organized planned exit strategies not exit strategies from the race but exit Mm -hmm. strategies from that crevasse you know, you're why are you starting this event um you can't imagine you can't you can't envision that this is going to be all skittles and rainbows uh when mm-hmm. it's out there so what are some of your 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 planned kind of you know clawing strategies like do, 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 do you rely upon previous experience do you are, are there mantras that you tend to 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 administer out there you know what at least I, these are some truisms, I think, in this kind of sport, which is, you know, how you feel now will change. And so yeah. it's not permanent. And so that's one that I always remember, which is, you know, uh, when I did the Tahoe 200, I actually did some self-filming and I had a couple of myself where I'm like, pretty feeling low right now, but mm-hmm. I know this will get better at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to tell yourself that one. The other one, which I used a lot in the canoeing, was imagining that future state point in time when 
you're going to be sitting in a comfortable place with a cup of coffee and, you know, either the air conditioning, the heat on, and you're going to be fine, you know? And so mm -hmm. like the clock keeps going, like it's not going to stop. And so somehow you just have to get in sort of sync with it. And once you do, then you keep going. And so that I'm mm -hmm. like always in this, like, oh, okay, I'm going to get on an airplane at some point. Now for you, you're going to have weeks of going through this, but I think that that always helps me sort of like anchor on a point in the future that right. will happen if I quit or I go, right? That's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I might as well mm -hmm. keep going and find my way there. And so those are usually my typical go-tos. Um, and of course, in some settings, you try and just sort of appreciate the surroundings, distract yourself a little bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure the beauty out there is going to be incredible. Yeah. And so... I'm sure, you know, we'll hear a lot more, you know, from your sports psychologist today, but what I'd be curious about is like, so you're pretty good at this, like wicked, amazing. Um, what did you learn differently in working with your sports psychologist that you hadn't had as a tool before that's going to help you get through yours? Oh, you know, how long do we have? Um, <laughs> you know, number, number one is, you know, I, I, Joe, I see a physiotherapist, I see a, a massage therapist. I see an acupuncturist um, and I see a sports psychologist. And if I, you know, had to, only, if I could only keep one of those team members on board, it would be a sports psychologist because, oh. you know, yeah, you know, the, you know, the ankle mobility and the, that, that, you know, piriformis syndrome and all those things that pop up, you know, yeah, there's workarounds. I don't think there's any workaround in your mind. Um, I think it's coming up with these thoughts, theories, ideas, um, are, 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 are paramount, are the bedrock of, mm. of, of, of what this is. I, I like to think of it as something that, you know, all my surface will be scraped away to my bedrock, but right. my bedrock needs to be strong. And yeah. so, you know, one of the things, and I think we've alluded to it a little bit, Joe, in the last many uh, podcasts, because it's kind of funny, we, you, know, you and I do these podcasts and we interview these incredible guests but yet, whatever I'm learning in my life, I sprinkle that in. And whatever you're learning in your life, you're sprinkling that into the conversations as well, too. So if you listen to, you know, our conversations, all of our, all of our guests here, if you guys listen to our conversations over the last year, you, you kind of see where we are in life. Mm. Because our interview style is very much, we bring what we're learning day to day. Yeah. And so back to that, you know, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, you know, that his greatest fear was that he became aware that he was not worthy of his own suffering. Yeah. So that piece, me and my psychologist have drawn up a boat. And the boat, um, it's, you know, I was thinking of, you know, drawing up like a, a, a pyramid, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there was never a pyramid that was ever constructed it was it was not that you know and if you think about the hierarchy of needs it's more of like a moving ship it's like you know joe it's like your tesla right everything has to work perfectly in order to move effectively over the over the train yeah and so does a sailboat mm. and so my sailboat the whole of my sailboat is being and if you think about being we're all human beings we're all being, we're all floating until we're not floating and then we're dead. Mm -hmm. But we're all, we're all floating in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of the ocean 
as a being. And, and it's one of the most beautiful things. It's, a, it's the art of being. We're here. And that's enough, right? Yep. But then yeah, I've got this anchor um, and the bank anchor, I can drop at any time. And that's my confidence. I'm, I'm confident in myself that I'm safe and I can drop my anchor in any storm. You know, my steering wheel for my sailboat is my, is my agency. I can, I, can, I can choose to steer it however I want. If I'm aiming directly west across the country, I'm aiming in the way that I want to aim. It's my choice. I have complete agency over this. You know, there's a big cloud up in the sky and he's blowing a really strong wind. And it's a really, really strong wind right now in my life because, because that's legacy. His name is Legacy, and, and I get to decide what my legacy is. Mm-hmm. And that's a really great question to ask you know, all of our guests is ultimately, what's your legacy? And if you have a hard time answering that, hey, you're a lot like me. I, I had a really hard time deciding what my own personal legacy was. And the fact that I kind of related back to my legacy is what everybody else decides it to be is a real problem. Right. Because that's that's my choice of what my legacy is. And that's a strong wind. But how is that strong wind going to move my boat? And it's with two big sails. And the one sail, his name is Suffering. And he's a big, big sail. Because I need to take on a lot of suffering. Yeah. And the other one is effort. And I need to put in a big amount of effort. And so but the most important piece of that boat is the mast because what's holding up that level of suffering and that level of effort is that mast and without if that, if that mast were to be broken and lying flat down you know in the water you're nothing better than a dinghy yeah. you know in the middle of the pacific ocean waiting to be rescued and you, you're just existing mm-hmm. right you could be it could be blowing wind but you're not going anywhere Right, right, and that mast, uh, his name is is um, is worth, hmm. and 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 back to back to um, Victor Frankl's man search for meaning. I need to be worthy of my level of suffering. I need to be able to hold that up and to be able to take whatever comes, and as well too, I've I've i put whatever comes coming my own way. My my legacy that I created is the yeah. blowing wind. I, I don't need to do this, Joe. I could, right. I could, I could sign up for a five-kilometer local race, right? And not, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's that's your thing, right? Mm-hmm. But my legacy is I want to be the Trans-Canadian Speed Record holder. And so I've created this own wind. Now I need to have have to have the 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 level, the, the suffering, and the and the and the effort to to balance that out. And I need to have a firm belief in myself that I am worth it. Because at the end of the day, I will only suffer the amount that I'm worth it. And that's, that's a big piece that we've been playing with. Yeah, that's pretty fascinating. You know, as I listen, first, <clears throat> thanks for sharing that model because it's, hmm. it shows the sophistication of what will be necessary to hmm. make something like this happen. It also strikes me that, you know, our beingness is this, or consciousness is this hard to describe, you know, concept. Yes. But it, but what feels really fascinating is how much more development 
we need to be able to sort of use the resources that we have available. Because mm -hmm. truth is that at one level, the physical resource is there. Like that's going to be there the whole time. Like right, right. It's there. It's you got a heart, you got your legs, you got your blood, you got all that. It's all there working. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you got to bring this other control system to it. That's mm -hmm. going to bring that physical capability to the other side of right. Canada. Right, and right. You would think that we would all, after thousands of years, have that so dialed in that mm. it would be like autopilot. Like as fast as your physical body could go, you should be like, why would there even be something in between? You know, and but it's where we are, right? Which is we have to. Yeah, work. yeah. But maybe as well too, Joe. Maybe we've always had it there. But maybe it's worked our way out of our system as human beings because mm. of comfort, because oh. we we have we have created. I, I know. Look, look at us go so freaking deep. Maybe maybe we've eliminated that from ourselves. Like you think about who we are. We're the dominant species on the planet simply because we're survivors. Yeah. We're adaptable. We're tough. We're rugged. You know, we've we're here, right? Um, and then we created comfort, and you see this you know, this, this, this incredible, you know, you know, uh, the average population tends to not believe in themselves. There's increased uh, addictions. There's an increased um, you know, lack of belief in oneself. There's, there's mental health going through the roof all over the, wherever you have a life where, where there's more comfort, you end to have more and, and, and to have more struggle, which is fascinating. Maybe we've had this all along. But maybe this, you know, you running the cruel jewel next week, me running across the Canada, across Canada two days later, um, and for the next two months, maybe this is just an expression of something that's innately built within us, within our DNA, that we are now exercising. Oh, yeah. Again. I agree with that for sure. You know, yeah. there's the there's a we always say, what's the why, right? The why. Oh, right. what's your why? Well. I think the why is actually being right. right? That's the why like that because this is what we're capable of. It's not mm -hmm. of a, a why that says, you know, Oh, because I am, you know, trying to prove something to someone or mm -hmm. anything else. Like I just, I always feel like we have this capability, like why wouldn't we use it? You know, um, <clears throat> we both had the opportunity to stand on stage and I always just use that as the metaphor for being able to make some pronouncements, you know, to people who might listen to you. And I often think that we are looking for the lottery ticket, but we got it mm -hmm. when we were born, right? You know, as right, long as we're right, right. healthy and we have our resources, like that's your lottery ticket. Like it's there. Yeah. Just yeah. use Use this, like, don't look for something else. You can use what you have yeah. and you've put in the work. Okay, so right. you took the resource and even made it better. And mm -hmm. now you're going to go put it to the test. Like, right. isn't that right. the coolest opportunity we could ever get in our lives? Well, and, and back to your why question for a second. And, and, you know, I mean, you know, Joe, we're going pretty deep here. So, you know, I, 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 I love this stuff. But there's that argument that, you know, despair equals suffering without the why. Mm. So think about that for a second, that that despair mm -hmm. is, 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 it's, it's suffering, but you can, you can suffer and have a why and, and, and not have despair, right? You, but, but if you eliminate the why from that equation, 
that's just despair. And could you, you imagine yourself right now, 80 miles into the cruel jewel and you were in despair. Mm. And it's simply because you lost your wife. Would you agree? Oh, sure. And what I would want to try to remind myself is that, you know, in some way, the way that I come back to a why is that you're letting yourself down because you have this magical resource and you're not using it. So right, right, pull it right. back out, like put it, take, put it out of the pocket that you just stuck it in and, and stop thinking that just because there's, what we're reading is these signals, right? The signals mm -hmm. that our body is giving us that really sometimes are just not appropriate. Okay, mm -hmm. so this isn't pain, like I got a broken leg. This is just discomfort. Like yeah. discomfort yeah. is just part of living. So like, what's mm -hmm. the big deal? So just adjust to it and then say, oh, you're right. This isn't, you know, so discomfort, just keep going. And then you get the benefit of, having put that resource to good use, which is, I think, what, you know, we do that with ourselves, we could do that with helping other people. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think that is, you know, this idea, you know, like, I always think about my purpose is to help other people maximize their potential, you know, realize mm -hmm. that. And, you know, sometimes you could do it just with nutrition. Yeah, I do better because I'm eating right. properly, I could do better because I'm exercising. I'm learning. I've been coached. Mm -hmm. I've been, you know, like, a lot of this is about just there's a lot of latent potential inside us. Yes. And I do think that the comfort masks that because you don't mm -hmm. realize it. You sit on it's like your car sits in your garage, massive potential. It's doing nothing right now. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of potential, but you mm -hmm. got to put it to use. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I think, you know, the, for the, for our listeners who, you know, probably many of them gone through back and forth on this kind of conversation, it's, there's no perfect answer. I think what we're trying to do it all the time is mm -hmm. exercise the concepts so that we can get to a place where we have agency. I love that word that you said, I mean, control over mm -hmm. the way we don't give up. We actually can decide. Mm -hmm. and, and I think yeah. in that, uh, you know, it's fun to see the effort you put in, you know, you, you are setting out to do something extraordinary here. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, it's, I was chuckling when you said, oh, I'm running, you know, 100 kilometers a week, and now you're going to go run 100 kilometers in a day. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but, but yeah, you, you, you don't do that lightly, and you have to put all this effort in. And so, you know, as you're getting ready, so you got the psychology, you got the model in your mm -hmm. head, bringing that with you. You got your sneakers all ready. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what are the other, some of the big things left to do? Like, is all your food taken care of and your nutrition planned out? And Yeah, yeah. So ultimately, we're going to have crew members, right? Yep. Um, and you know this, you're one of my crew members. Yep. You're flying into Thunder Bay to, to Winnipeg. And uh, two smaller centers in Canada, still big centers when it comes mm -hmm. to, to Canada. But um yeah, you're going to be running from where nothing grows to everything grows. It's, it'll be a really interesting, you know, there's, it's called the hundredth meridian and where, you know, the red river, you'll, you'll see a, a, basically a one foot drop in the earth and that, you know, there is McCain's and all these potatoes being grown and corn and everything. And then there's this wall of trees and rock, and then there's nothing. Wow. It's absolutely incredible. You're going to see that you're going to, you're, we're going to get through that together, but you know, it's, 
it's basically these crew members, these people who are showing up for me, you know, and getting them to places, flying in and out, hotel stays, you know, my girlfriend, Lana Ray, is incredible with, you know, attention to detail when it comes to, you know, getting me the hotel room that's close to the ice machine and the laundry facility and all, yeah. you know, all the little things, right? Um, but yeah, it's all the little logistics, closing mm -hmm. out your life, heaven forbid, you know, I have, you know, a, a vehicle problem in the next couple of days or, or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, it's all the logistics right now. That yeah. I, you know, and as well too, you know, not letting my mind get the better of me. And you know, the longer that I kind of sit still, the more I get scared yeah. of really what's about to occur. Um, and then the reminder that I don't really need to do this. You know, that, that this isn't me being chased by a lion, um, that this is a personal choice. And so, you know, it's, 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 I start noticing that my mind starts to become a lot more focused. Um, I start not seeing the periphery, mm. which was maybe a bit of an argument me and Lana had last night. She says, Dave, how did you not notice this and this and this around the house? And I said, to be honest with you, you're going to get used to that because that's going away. I'm yeah. stop. I'm. I'm not. I'm not paying attention to the things now that don't matter. Yeah, that's. And cool. I tend to do that. I tend to do that before races. Yeah, that's because, great though. Yeah, I, I just think it's. Yeah, I think that the you know that and and again everyone listening you know, for all the preparation we could do, we still can get afraid of what we're setting out to do because there's that moment of you know sort of apprehension or maybe looking for comfort again, mm -hmm. and I always thought that you know. I always try to remind myself, well, you know how to run. Okay, you know how to do that. That's what I keep. And I'm like, oh, okay, I do. You're right. Okay. Whew. And so mm -hmm. it, it calms down. And then mm -hmm. that, that feeling goes away. It's reminding yourself of all the effort you put in, of all the prep that you've done. You know, yeah. so, so there are ways to pretty quickly calm the system down. Because yeah. Yeah. Who knows why those wild thoughts are happening? We probably couldn't explain. Well, yeah. And I think that even Joe, like a lot of the, you know, calming the system down. And one of the things a couple of weeks ago that I'm going to be presenting to, to you and the team here tonight, and, you know, I'll be presenting it, you know, now to you, of course, is, is, is it, I don't like it when things don't go according to plan, mm. you know, but this is 66 days of, of you know, likelihood that every day is not going to go according to plan in some way or another. And I'm not going to have a, a, a favorable response to it. And so, you know, Aaron came up with this idea, Aaron Zielinski, my, my uh, sports psychologist. And she said, you know, because I was telling her about how I hold myself to a very high standard. In 2018, I did not walk once when I was running across the country. But let's face it, run, ultra running is at times a walking contest. Mm -hmm. But yet I still have this shame about me when I start walking in a race simply because I don't need to, and I shouldn't because I'm a runner and I'm not a walker. And I don't know why I feel this relative shame, but I do. And she said, well, okay, well, how do we mitigate that? Dave? And, and as well too, I was telling her that, you know, I want to run every day in 12 hours. She says, okay, well, that means that you're going to not be running for 12 hours. So you're sleeping and eating. And she says, do you need that amount of time? And I said, no, but yet I hold myself to a standard that I want to be done in 12 hours. And she said, Dave, that sounds like a plan that is not going to work for you long term. And I said, mm -hmm. yeah, probably. And she said, you know, when you walk, 
for a minute or two out there. Do you, does it feel good? And I said, if I can get over the shame, yes. Right. <laughs> you know, like I, I, it doesn't feel good as long as I feel shameful. And she says, well, how about we make it a part of the plan? She said, what if, why, don't, why don't you start off? And so what we've come up with, this is the magic number and it could go up and down from there. But what I'm going to start off with six tokens in my pocket every day. And I got these tokens that have a Canadian maple leaf on the front. Like it's very, you know, it's very event driven. And I'm going to have them in my pocket and they're going to be rattling around their metal. You can hear them clanking against one another. Like you would have, you know, six quarters in your pocket and you'd hear them uh, all day. And at any time during the day, I can exchange one of those tokens to my crew member for one kilometer of walking versus one kilometer of running. Mm. So let's say I'm running and getting done my day 105 kilometers in 12 hours. Now, if I were to walk a kilometer versus run a kilometer, if let's say I'm, I'm, I'm averaging my day at a six minute per kilometer pace, I would walk at about a 10 minute per kilometer pace. You know, Joe, that is four extra minutes on my day. You think about that, right? Like four extra minutes. So it, my day is now no, not 12 hours. It's 12 hours and four minutes. Whoop-de-doo, right? Right. Mm -hmm. if, I have, if I have six tokens in my pocket, then that's an extra 24 minutes on my day. Mm. Yeah. You know, whoop-de-doo. If I was Al Howley, when he broke the Trans-Canadian speed record, he was averaging 14 and a half to 15 and a half hours a day of running. Yeah. You know, I've got a lot of time right. that I could kind of dilly-dally. I don't want to dilly-dally, hmm. but yet if I finish my first 50 kilometers of the day and then I look at my pocket and I go, oh my goodness, I still have six tokens. Yeah. And that means that I have six moments of complete reprieve. I don't know about you, Joe, but when I walk a hmm. kilometer, like for, for 10 minutes, yeah. that's a long walk. Yeah. Your legs feel brand new <clears throat> out there. Yep. And as well, too, it gives you something to look forward to. I'll look at my watch and I'll go, okay, I'm 73.2 kilometer, kilometers in. At 75, I'm going to walk a kilometer. Now I, I, I get to look forward to that. All I need to do is get through the next 1.8 kilometers and I get to walk a kilometer. And so it gives you a lot of comfort out there knowing that you have this planned, that I would love to get through 80 kilometers and I still have all six tokens. Yeah be like hey i really didn't need to use it because it, it makes you feel so comfortable at the end of the day like if something mm -hmm. goes haywire i don't need to sprint this out uh in order to to get to my 105 what are your thoughts on that well i think that uh certainly of course we're all chuckling with this idea of you know yeah I know. you're not a runner if you uh walk a little bit because you know you can still break a record and walk a little bit right doesn't mm -hmm. matter. I don't count the time you have a day. So not that mm -hmm. you can lose all 24 hours. So in that way, I think that being smart about your time against some greater fatigue that could build would really be smart, you know, to leverage if it's just even 24 extra minutes, I bet you you'll take some percentage out of the fatigue that you would have for that day, which will just make you better. So I yes. think it's a great strategy. I think that the second part is, Ellison, is, you know, there's this time in life where we got to give ourselves permission to yes. feel a certain way, do a something, you know, and in this case, to walk. And <clears throat> you need to be able to give yourself permission to do that because then it'll be productive 
and mm -hmm. you've now established, you know, a protocol. And so, you know, it's great. I think it's fabulous that you've established a way to go about it. I think that that's a, a good amount for someone of your running capability. You probably don't need much more than that. But if you and I are out there, you know, in between Thunder Bay and Winnipeg and you need to walk for an hour, I'm going to say, Dave, walk for an hour because that's what <clears throat> you need to do because mm -hmm. you can survive an extra hour today and mm -hmm. you know you're still going to sleep the same amount we'll just be a little more efficient yeah. at the hotel so absolutely that'll be the other part of you know what happens as you go along to make that assessment it's almost like the backyard yeah. dave right you know sometimes you get around in 44 minutes and sometimes you get around in 58 minutes absolutely there's sometimes where that extra time is better on your feet and sometimes it's better off your feet but yeah, you gotta yeah. be able to benefit from what the system allows for. So, that's yeah, great. yeah. Well, I think Joe too, like to to your point about permission. Um, you know, another piece of that puzzle that I that I, I didn't really mention is that my crew, you know, you are going to have um, you know, tokens that you can give me. Mm. You know, and if you you're like, oh, Dave is pushing it too hard, or oh my goodness, it's it's really hot out today. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, or, you know, Dave is not listening to us when it comes to eating food. And you could say, hey, you know, eat this sandwich and I'll give you an extra token. Yeah. Right. It's a it's a bartering chip that you can use um, or, or or give me a break and say, Dave, I see something here that you're really struggling today. And here's two extra tokens yeah, because and, and, and use them. Yeah. Right. So it becomes, it, it empowers the team. It empowers, it, but as well too, it's, it's, I have to understand that I'm not, I'm not viewing everything perfectly as it goes because I'm in my own head. If you guys are saying, Hey, this is, this is problematic. Here's two extra tokens. I need to pay attention. Yeah. I think the, the thing that you have to be careful about is there's no win in not using them. Like that's yes. not the goal. The goal isn't like, oh, I achieved something. I didn't have to use any today. Yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. ego, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like saying, oh, it's really great. I didn't need to eat that extra food because I felt yep. fine. Yeah, well, then tomorrow you're yeah. like falling apart because you didn't eat enough. So, you know, like. Right. That the, the whole thing is one big event. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. if it's optimized on a moment or not. This is optimized for the entirety. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, having these techniques, look, the, the good thing about the techniques is they allow for an explicit moment and decision so that you can get to a better place. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's almost like the other thing, you know, we've all been in ultra and we're towards the end and we can barely walk, let alone run. And your pacer says, right let's just run to the telephone pole and you're like, oh, okay, fine. And you can run to the telephone pole and you walk again and they do it a little bit in reverse, you know, like just get us a little bit of running while you're walking. And, but mm -hmm. these are all techniques that help us when, you know, the system is under stress and, you know, uh, we just want to be back in the hotel room. Yeah. You know, we're gonna... yeah but it... Go on. Oh, but, it, but isn't that that uh, Joe, is it, you know, you with Cruel Jewel coming up in, in, in well, nine days, um, you're intentionally putting your body and your mind in, into distress. 
mm. and and then and then and then awaiting a response. Um, and the response is going to be something that you've uh, accumulated over time, um, and something that's worked for you or hasn't worked for you. And and what's so cool about you know the you know, the opportunities like this, like you are about to go do something hard. You know, understand yourself. Understand you know, like for me, it's it's when it comes to to um, you know, to making a plan, um, you know, and, and sticking to the plan when things go off plan, this is an issue. So, you know, Erin acknowledges this and she's, you know, she's giving me permission to give you guys permission to end up having permission for myself. And if I don't use those six tokens, you know, Joe, at the end of the day, you'll be like, Dave, drop the ego, buddy. Exactly. Like, you, you know, running, running, running nonstop across every, every, every day for, 105 kilometers, you know, what she said, well, Dave, well, that will get you across the province, right. but it's not going to get you across the country. That's right. She said, you know, use those tokens. You know, we, uh, we're going to run out of time soon, but, you know, Olivier LeBlanc was on with us and I ran mm -hmm. um, out in the dome this past year with Olivier and, you know, mm -hmm. he's the best, right? 48 hours at the US record. <clears throat> and he, I don't remember what it was, but I think he runs seven laps and walks one. The guy's yep. capable of running. Yes. He just has that discipline. And for him, that makes a huge difference. And that's just great discipline in not trying to have his ego get ahead of himself, you know, mm -hmm. as good as you can be. Yeah. So, Dave, you know, let's just quickly tell everyone what the sort of the plan is um, coming yes. forward. So, we're going to do a, uh, a broadcast from Cruel Jewel next week with. Don Reichelt, who's going to run, and he might be in the front of the pack with a couple of his pacers. So we're going to catch up and see what it's like to be right at the race venue and talk to people who are going to get out there. Uh, mm -hmm. And then after that, our 100th episode will be from the road. From the road. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm super excited because Joe is going to be interviewing me. I'm going to be the, you know, the revolving guest, I guess. Um, and we're going to be broadcasting, um, you know, live to you on Friday every every week. Uh, we're going to be recording this on the, I believe, the Thursday, and we're going to be launching it to you, you, the audience, every Friday. And um, yeah, we're going to be talking for half an hour, an hour, whatever it is, um, doing a like a little update, you know, talking about the coins that we just uh, talked about today, talking about the sailboat you know the four animals that we really didn't get into but we we will in the, in the upcoming weeks and um yeah you know there there will be great moments there will be you know i can't I, there might there might be weeks that i'm that I'm, in, that I'm in tears talking to you you know it, it who knows who knows but i know that i'm going to see a lot of beauty out there on the trans canada highway and i can't wait to share it with every single one of our viewers our listeners and um yeah this is going to be a great thing and so you know we're, we'll we'll finish up with the you know episode a week of um you know my update with me doing a, 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 a back and forth with you when mm -hmm. i'm safe and sound in victoria after eating my body's weight worth of food mm -hmm. and maybe 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 shaving for the first time in 66 days well this is going to be awesome for everyone to come on the journey with you with yes. us uh, we appreciate everyone listening. 100 episode, first one from the road will be really cool. Thanks, everyone. Everyone wish Dave the best. Next time you'll talk to him, he'll be on the road. Yes. Yeah. Take care, everybody. See you soon. Thanks. 
Hey, Dave, that was a fun and engaging discussion for sure. I mean, truly appreciate you sharing the details about your prep and mindset and running approach. I know our listeners appreciate hearing this kind of inside information. It just gives a real look-see into how much effort goes into an attempt like you're going to make. Ah, man. Wow. Just amazing. I'm just so excited for you. I am really looking forward to our first Call from the Road podcast. Uh, That's going to be rad. And uh, hey, look, over the next 10 days, take care of yourself. We're going to be rooting for you um, as you set out from Eastern Canada. Okay, well, there you have it. Another amazing episode brought to you by our sponsor, Performance Tea. Check out their Endurance Electrolyte Blend. Dave's going to be using it throughout every day. You can find it on performancetea.com where you also can track Dave. The Chasing 20 discount code works. And we would appreciate it if you share the podcast with others. Thanks for coming with us on this journey and chasing tomorrow with us. And let's all just push positive energy towards Dave out on the Trans-Canadian Highway making a record attempt of a lifetime.